The Gemara Git in Dafei Chesmer Beis learns from the Pasuk in our Pasha of Eilu Mishpatim Asher Tasim Lefneim that you require smicha. Judges, in order to be able to judge, require smicha. They have to have received smicha. Uh, the Gemara there says, Abayi Ashkichel Rav Yosef, the Yasiv Kamasi Agiti. Abayi met Rav Yosef and he saw that he was forcing a husband to give a get to his wife. And he said, we don't have smicha, and therefore we're not allowed to enforce giving a get. It says that these are the shpatah that you put before them, and them is referring to smuchim, judges that have smicha, and not judges that are hediotos. So Rav Yosef answered, We're messengers of those Dayanim that do have smicha in Eretz Yisrael, and therefore we're acting as their messengers, and therefore we can enforce a get. But the Gemara seems to, under, to learn out the requirement of smuchim, Dayanim have to be smuchim, from the Pasuk of Eilu HaMishpatim Asher Tassim Lifneim. The problem is that this Gemara contradicts a Gemara at the beginning of Sanhedrin. The Gemara in Sanhedrin uh, talks about the requirement of three judges and the requirement of smuchim. And the Gemara says that the requirement of three and the requirement of smuchim are interrelated and can, cannot be separated. Because uh, the three is learned out from the fact that it uses the term Elohim with reference to Dayarim three times. For instance, it says, V'nikram balabait el ha-Elohim, Asher Elohim, Elohim, Yishlaim Shnaim Reyehu, and it mentions Elohim three different times in the parsha. So, from the fact that it uses the term Elohim three different times, we know that you need three judges, and the fact that they're termed Elohim, we know that you need smicha, and it has to be judges that that uh, that that can be that that are that are uh, roi, that are that are able to be considered as representing. Elohim, and that's only Dayanim that are smuchim. Which which Dayanim can have the title Elohim? Only Dayanim that that have smicha. And therefore, we have a contradiction between these two different sugyas. The sugya in Gitin learns out smicha. Judges have to be smuchim from Elu Mishpatim Asher Tasim Lefneim. Lefneihem Elohed Yotos. While the Gemara in Gitin learns this out from Elohim. The fact that the term Elohim is used with reference to Dayanim. Elohim is a reference to smuchim as opposed to Hediotos. So the question is how we're going to solve the contradiction between these two different sugyas. So in order to solve this problem, uh, first of all you have to understand the why do you assume that Lefneim is referring specifically to Smuchim and not Hediotos? Where does it say anywhere in that Pasuk, where is there any reference to judges that have Smicha? Rashi says it's a reference to the end of Parshas Mishpatim. At the end of Parshas Mishpatim, uh, you have the parsha of the covenant between Akadosh Baruch Hu and Yisrael, the bris of Sinai, and there it talks about the shivim zakenim that were to go up with with Moshe Rabbeinu uh, up, uh, up to Har Sinai. So therefore, Elish Patu Hashem refers to those people that will be mentioned at the end of Parshas Mishpatim, the Shivim Zakenim, and of course, all the Shivim Zakenim all had smicha. So that's how Rashi interprets the drasha. Uh, and according to Rashi, so there really is a contradiction between the Gemara in Gitin and the Gemara in in Sanhedrin, because. Uh, the drasha in Gitin has absolutely nothing to do with the term Elohim, but rather Mishpat Hashem the Shivim Zakenim that are mentioned later on. Uh, the Ri has a different solution, and the Ri says, Asher Tassim Lefneim, Lefnei, what's mentioned later on uh, in, in, in Mishpatim, in the, in the subsequent parshios, which referred to 
ונקרא בעל בייס אל אלוהים, אשר ישיר אלוהים ישר שניים ראיהו, אשר תעשו לפניהם, is a reference to the Elohim mentioned in the subsequent parashios, before you get all the way to the end with the Shivim Zekeinim. And therefore, basically, English put him, אשר תעשו לפניהם, לפניהו, לפני the Elohim that's mentioned later on. So what the read does is actually collapses together these two different drushas and makes it into one unified drasha. You have to put the Mishpatim in front of who? In front of those judges that are considered Elohim and have Svicha. And therefore it becomes only one unified drasha and there's no contradiction between the two different sugyas. However, according to Rashi, there's a contradiction. And the question is how we're going to resolve that contradiction. So Tostas in Sanhedrin asked the question, um, and he says, Tema, the mashmahacha de matinan had yotos menechsiv Elohim, uvepek magash menechsiv Elohim, uvepek magash menechsiv Elohim, uvepek And therefore he answers as follows, V'nira lefarish de begitin le'inyan mili de kfira, Ayri, Gitin is referring to the ability to enforce, to force somebody to give a get, to impose and, 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 and control and to enforce somebody to do something. That's learned out from Elu Mishpatim Asher Tassim Lefneihem. That's what that's what Abayi and Rav Yosef were talking about: the ability to force a husband to give a, a get to his wife. So the ability to force somebody to do something that's learned out from Lefneihem. However, over here in Sanhedrin, we're not discussing the ability to enforce, but rather Horah of Adayim, the ability to to pass judgment. Who is given the role to pass judgment? The ability of Horah, of giving judgment, that's learned out from the Joshua in Sanhedrin of Elohim. And therefore, you're talking about two separate sources, because there are two separate ideas. One is the idea of actually passing judgment, giving a ruling. To give a ruling, which Dayanim are able to give a ruling, those that are considered Elohim. Asher Yashiun Elohim, Yisham Shtaim Re'ehu. Yashiun is, they gave a rule and they decided that this person is guilty, and therefore he has to pay a knas. And then you have another question, how are you going to enforce that ruling and implement it? And in order to enforce, enforce it, that's learned out from the other Pasuk, and the Rashi points out, I'm sorry, Tosas points out, that later on in Sanhedrin, uh, the, this, this term of Fneim uh, is learned to teach us about the different the tools that a Dayan needs in order to enforce judgment. For instance, a whip or or other things that he needs in order to implement the judgment, to enforce the judgment, and that's all learned out from Lufneim. V'had the mashmalei b'yid the isui, that Lufneim is referring to enforcing the rule, mishum uh, d'dashin l'kama v'asher tasim, it says, asher tasim Lufneim, what do you place before him? What, what articles, what utensils are placed before him? Elu klei dayanim v'shayach busima. Those are the kalim, the, the utensils that are used in order to enforce judgment. Uh, the different kalim that they have in their hands in order to enforce judgment. So according to Tosus, you basically are two different sugis because there are two different issues. There's one issue of which type of dayanim are able to pass judgment, are able to give a ruling, and for that, that's not down in Sanhedrin from the term Elohim, and you have another question of which, what kind of judges are able to enforce their judgment, uh, sometimes using... Uh, Using, I wouldn't say violent means, but by pressuring somebody into, into enforcing him to do what, what Basin decides. That's learned out from English, Patim Asher Tasim Lifnehem. 
Okay, so one could say that according to Tosos, basically it's a chilek between shoftim v'shotim, titen l'cha v'chal sharecha. Shoftim are the ones that pass judgment, and the ability to enforce it is that there has to be a, you know, a shotrim, people that are able to actually implement the the rule of the judges, because if it remains simply as a theoretical and hypothetical ruling, it will have no impact on society. So it's necessary not only to pass judgment, it's also necessary to be able to implement and enforce those rules. So, shoftim, giving the judgment, that's learned out from Elohim. Uh, a dying that's able also to ensure that it be enforced through shoftim, that's also Hashem Tosmefneim, Tosmehem Velohedyotos. Um... I'd like to make a different suggestion based on a Gemara in Sanhedrin and Dafhei, and uh, based on a certain way of reading that Gemara. The Gemara in Sanhedrin and Dafhei uh, talks about what a Dayan has to do in order to be, in order not to have to pay in case he makes a mistake. Let's say he passes a judgment regarding D.A. Mamados and he and, and, and he made somebody pay that really didn't have to pay. Does he have to now go ahead and pay damages to that, to that party? So the Gemara says that if you don't want to have to be liable in, in the case of a mistaken judgment, so what you have to do is, is get permission from the Reish Galusa. Amarav, Haiman the Meidan Dina, Vitami the Miftara, somebody that wants to be a judge, and he wants to not be liable in case he makes a mistake. What he should do is he should get permission to judge from the Reish Galusa. The Reish Galusa was the, was the political leader in Bavel. And then the Gemara says, The Reish Galusa can give the authority to give judgment, for, for judges to give judgment in Bavel. And the Rosh based in and the Sea based in Eretz Israel can, can give permission in Eretz Israel to pass judgment in Eretz Israel. The Reish Kalusa can give the ability of, of a judge in Babel also to pass judgment in Eretz Israel. Because here in Babel it's Shevet, while in Eretz Israel it's Machokek. We'll explain that in a second. Shevet is in Babel, the Rosh Galusa is the Shevet who is able to punish people who don't listen to him. It's the Rosh Galusa in Babel. You know, even after there is no longer sovereignty and we no longer have a Melech in Israel, it continues in a lesser form you know, within the within the person or the within the the role of the Rish Galusa in Babel, the political leader in Babel, who is able to enforce the people b'shevet. The shevet is a is a rod, a stick that you punish people with. The pasuk says, "Lo yishad shevet miyuda umichokek mibein raglav." Michokek is somebody who gives judgment, who rules. Elu bnei benav shel hilal shemalamdim Torah barabim. So it says here in Babel, it's shevet, and a shevet has the authority to give right to somebody to give judgment also in Eretz Yisrael, where it's a machokik. But could somebody, can, can Hillel, and, and, and Bnei Banav Shal Hillel, the Nasi in Eretz Yisrael, can give permission in Eretz Yisrael to judgment. Could somebody in Yisrael, 
the children of descendants of Hillel, can he give somebody the, the authority to judge in, in Bavel? Had, had made gave a ruling, a mistaken ruling. He came before Rabchia. If the Balidin, the litigants, accepted you volitionally, then you don't have to pay. However, if not, you have to pay. Because the permission that you got from in Eretz Yisrael is not enough in Bavel. He got Rishus in Eretz Yisrael. So you see that the permission that you got from the Nasi Beistin in Eretz Yisrael is not enough for Bavel. Bavel from the Reish Kulu said it's enough in Eretz Yisrael. But the permission get from the is not enough in Bavel. That's what the, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says. And from this Gemara we see that there's a um, apparently a Shevet is more powerful than a Machokek. And uh, the Rish Klus has more authority than the uh, than the uh, the Dayan, I'm sorry, the Rish Klus has more authority than than the Nasi based in, in Eretz Yisrael. Um, this uh, relationship also seems to express itself in a Gemara in Horios. The Gemara in Horios Yud Al from Rebbeis has a Rebbe who was in the sea in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, he asked Reb what kind of a carbon chatas do I have to bring? Regarding a carbon chatas, a regular person, you know, if he does a chait uh, of an aver that's chayv kares, so you have to bring a carbon chatas. What kind of carbon chatas? Regular normal people bring a chatas. It's a seira. It's a it's a goat, a female goat. A nasi brings a male goat, a seir. You know, a coin gadol, coin mashiach brings a par, an ox. Uh, if all of Abisal make a mistake because of Horaz based in, it's a par held in Sibor. However, for our purposes, the difference between a regular person, which is a seira, and a nasi, which is a seir, uh, Rabbi said, What am I? I'm the nasi in Eretz Yisrael. If I would have, if I would at the time of Beis Amigdash, had made, had, had done a chait. Would I bring a seir like a nasi, or do I bring a seira like a regular person? So Rabbi responded, We are uh, under the authority of the Reish Galusa in Bavel. And therefore, you don't have a din of a nasi. The Reish Galusa has more authority than you. He's the nasi, and you are not. There, in Bavel, he's a shevet. You're only a machokek. etc., etc. So, apparently, a shevet is stronger than a machokek, and therefore a shevet, a reshkalusa in Bavel, can give authority for somebody to uh, judge not only in Bavel but Eretz Yisrael as well, while the Nasi in, in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael has local authority over Eretz Yisrael, but he is not able to give somebody permission to uh, be a judge in Bavel. The Rambam, when he uh, quotes this Gemara, paskins it as follows. In Perik Dalit, Hachal Sanhedrin, Hachal Yud Gibel, and Yud Dalit, the Rambam writes, Rashi Goliot Shebe Bavel, Bemakom Melechin Omdim. 
Right, the Rish Galusa, he he's standing in the place, he takes the place of the Melech. And he has the ability to, to impose and, and, and exert his authority uh, over, over Yisrael. All over. And he, can, and he can judge them whether they want or whether they don't want. All over. Any Dayan who is capable of din, who knows the din, Shanasana Rosh Galus, Rishus Ladun, who received permission from the Rosh Galusa, Yeshla Rishus Ladun, Bechal Haolam, he can be a judge universally. Afal Pishlora to Baladinim, he can impose his judgment upon the Baladinim, just like the Rosh Galusa can, so too the, uh, the Dayan that he appoints. And this is universal. Bain Bech Yisrael, Bain Bechus Laretz. But there's one thing that this Dayan who received permission from the Reish Kalusa cannot do. What he cannot do is he cannot give judgment regarding Dine Knasot, regarding uh, certain fines which are, which are mentioned in the Torah. And then the Ramam continues, Any Dayan who is capable of judgment, who received permission from the Nasi based in Eretz Yisrael, his Rishus is limited to Eretz Yisrael. And he can impose his judgment on them in Eretz Yisrael, even if the, if the, if the litigants don't want. In Chusas, he has no authority to impose and to enforce the litigants to come before him. However, he's able to judge uh, or to rule regarding fines. Right? In order to, to impose his judgment and to force the litigant to come before him, that only in Eretz Yisrael. He cannot do that in Babel unless he receives permission from the Reish Kalusa. So we look at the Rambam, the relationship between the Reish Kalusa and the Nasi Basin is not so clear. In other words, uh, on the one hand, the Reish Kalusa has more authority in terms of the ability to uh, force people all over the world universally to, judge, to come before him to judge, to, to judgment. Uh, However, uh, when we're talking about the Rish Kalusa, he has no ability to judge the Neknasos. Regarding the Nasi, ba- the Nasi based in Eretz Israel, so on the one hand, he can't force people to come before him to the courts. However, he can be done the Neknasos. So it's not that the Shevet is greater than the Mechokek, but rather they seem to have different, different strengths and different weaknesses. The Mechokek is able to pass judgment regarding Dine Knasos, but he can't force people to come before him. The Reish Galusa, the Shevet, is able to force people to come before him, but he can't be done Dine Knasos. Uh, there's a Gemara Psachim which also indicates that the relationship is not uh, simply that Shevet is greater than Mechokek. Uh, we saw the Gemara Hariya said that uh, the Mechokek is Kafuf. He's under the authority of the Reish Kalusa. There's a Gemar that talks about when you go from place to place, that you have to take the minhagim of the place that you left and the mahagim of the place that you came to. Uh, you have to be machmir for both. 
That's only when you move from one place in Babel to another place in Babel. Or one place in Eretz Yisrael to another place in Eretz Yisrael that is a different minog. Or when one goes from Babel to Eretz Yisrael. Something that goes from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, he doesn't have to change his minog and adopt the minogim of Babel. He can retain his minogim of Eretz Yisrael, ben l'kula, ben l'chumra. We are subservient to those in Eretz Yisrael. So this is exactly the opposite of what we saw in the Gemara in Harios, where uh, Rav Chia said, we are subservient to Babel. We, the, the Mechokek, is subservient to the Shevet in Babel. Here the Gemara in, in Psachim says, we are subservient to Babel, to Eretz Yisrael. So Tosas asked this question, and he brings Rabbeinu Tam that says the two totally separate dinim. The Hanimili b'milsa the Isra regarding Pesach Halacha b'nei Yisrael are better. Chakim Itfei Avir Deitzel Machim regarding Pesach Halacha they're better. However, the Indian Hafkas Mamon a Hefker based in Hefker in order to impose authority b'nei Babel the Ikri Shevet Sharodin Asa'am b'Makel they are greater. Because again, you have this difference between um, uh, authority and power, the power to be kofe, as opposed to hora, the ability to pass judgment. Apparently, what's going on is that when we're talking about the a source of authority of the judicial system, so you could talk about two different sources. One source that you could talk about is, of course, a religious source, that the source is the Torah. The Torah, and being faithful to the dinu of the Torah, gives authority to people to pass judgment. The source to, to be a dayan comes from above. The whole idea of uh, this idea of, of uh, the Sanhedrin in this Kasagazis, when there's an argument among Tamidei Chachamim, so it says, You go and to the place which was chosen by Kadosh Baruch Hu, i.e. Yerushalayim, Makom HaMikdash, and there you go to what? The Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin, where was the Sanhedrin located? Sanhedrin was located in the Lishkas HaGazas of the Beis HaMikdash. Why would you put the Sanhedrin in the Beis HaMikdash? Because of this Pasuk. V'kamtav alisa ala makom. And the Gemara says, Molamed shamakom gore. Right? The Sanhedrin has to be there. As a matter of fact, the Gemara says, that if the Sanhedrin would not be in the Lishkas HaGazas, then you wouldn't be able to uh, have judgments regarding capital punishment. You couldn't be done at Dinei Nefashos. When the Sanhedrin is in Eretz Yisrael, so that is like an umbrella for the entire legal system, and even a court of Chav Gimel, of 23 Dayanim in Tel Aviv, can pass a judgment regarding capital punishment. However, once there's no longer a Sanhedrin in Lushkas so then, no court in Eretz Yisrael is able to pass a judgment regarding capital punishment. And the Gemara says, therefore, 40 years before the Choban Abayis, when there, the, the situation was very, very chaotic, and they could no longer control the people, and there was no point in giving capital punishment because it was having no effect, so the Sanhedrin volitionally left Lishkas Agazis so that they wouldn't have to be, or they wouldn't be able to pass judgment regarding law, regarding, uh, um, court cases of capital punishment. So what's this idea? The idea is that the source of the legal system, certainly regarding capital punishment, 
the source is is from Akharish Baruch Hu. It's a it's a it's a it's a religious source um, that allows one to pass judgment. However, there's also another source, and that source I would call the more political, and the political right, the authority really is comes from the people. Som tasim melech, right? You have to replace upon yourself a melech. So of course we need that a kadosh baruch Hu should agree, but it says som tasim melech. You have to choose a melech. You have to place a melech over you. The 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 power of a melech comes from the fact that he's accepted by the people. The people accept him, accept his rule, accept his authority. We accept the 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 the, uh, the divine reign of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Malchus is something that we accept, and therefore the right of a king or the authority of a king comes from the people that accept his rule. Um, so when we're talking about uh, the political authority of the Shevet, that he's taking the place of the Melech and he's able to be rode as Yisrael B'Shevet, you're talking about a political authority, and because of some kind of idea of social contract, so that there shouldn't be a total, total anarchy and chaos, allows the representative of the people to enforce and to control the people. Otherwise, there would be total anarchy. And therefore, the, the right to, to, to force people to do certain things and to behave in a normative way, that right comes from the people itself. It's a democratic idea. It comes from the people. And it expresses itself in the choice of the people to accept upon themselves the reign of a certain specific king. So the political authority, which is funneled down to the king, basically the source of that political authority is the people. And when the king gives Rishus, or when the Reish Kalusa gives Rishus on somebody to be a judge, basically who's giving him Rishus to, to, be, to be a judge? It's the people. The people, through the king, is giving permission to this person to be a judge, and therefore the judge can enforce his rule over the people. He has a right to be rodebeshevet. He has a right to enforce. He can be kofet. The strength of, a, of, of, of the shevet over mechokek is that he can be kofet because his, his authority is a political authority. However, when we're talking about uh, the, the, the mechokek, the mechokek is not the political authority, he's not the shevet sha'am. But he's b'nei b'nei of shal hillel shemalamdim torah barabim. The source of 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 of, uh, of the mechokek is religious authorities. The source is the Torah, um, and therefore the 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 mechokek is allowed to judge because he's representing the Torah. And the Sanhedrin lishkas hagazis is the the way in which the misor of the Torah is. Is passed down from generation to generation in the in the most authentic way, because that's who uh, given the right to decide. The Leshkes Hagazas is decide if there's a machlokus between different opinions. The Sanhedrin Leshkes Hagazas decides between those two different different opinions, and therefore the the the, the Masora that began at Harsinai Moshe Kibel Moshe Kibel Sinai Masora Yoshua Yishuos Kainim goes through. The Bnei Barav of Hillel that uh, that have smicha and amlamdim Torah barabim. So the authority of of, of Hillel um, and the Machokek is the authority of Torah. It's coming from above, not coming from from Am Yisrael, but rather coming from above, from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's religious authority rather than a social authority or a political authority. So the you have these two different ideas. Um, 
So when you're talking about the ability to to impose a knas on somebody, we're not talking about a fine in order to force him to do something, to use it as as an incentive or or as a way of punishment. But you're talking about those knasos which are which are which are, which, are uh, which the Torah defined, which is based on somebody being defined by me by a judge as being a rasha. And the Torah says, how can a person, a human being, judge somebody else? And, and, and decide that he's a Russia. How could some one person judge somebody else and decide that his life should be taken? Only God can pass judgment over somebody else. Only God can decide that, one per, that, that a person is Chayim Misa. And therefore, the, the ability to be done, Dine Nefashos, is only when the authority comes from above. Then the course basically are acting as representatives of this, in this world of Hashem and His Torah. And therefore, they can decide to impose capital punishment on another person. And therefore, they could also decide to be Mashiach person, to say, you are a Rasha, and therefore you deserve a Knas. The ability to pass judgment on somebody else is not to enforce or to impose or to control society, but rather to define somebody else as being Russia in absolute terms, that's limited to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore Bnei Ban of Shel Hillel are allowed to be done Dinei Knasos, because that's as Aser Yashun Elohim, and there it's referring to Simicha, which is rooted in the religious authority, which and, and the Simicha of of the uh, Sota from Elohim is a Direct line of smicha from Shalmoshu Kibelto Misiyan, Misar Yoshua, Yoshua Skenim. Each Rebbe would pass on to his disciples, put his hand on him and pass on to his disciples that smicha, just like Moshe gave smicha to, to Yoshua. And therefore, you have this unbroken chain of smicha that goes from Sinai all the way down to, to the, this, to the, to the smuchim of Bnei Bana Shal Hillel, that are the Machokik. So, Bnei Baruch Shal Hillel are the smicha which is rooted in divine authority, in the authority of the Torah, while the smicha of the, or the permission to judge granted by the Reish Galusa or the Melech is a political authority uh, which, whose source is the people themselves. Therefore, basically what Tosa says is very, very simple. It's basically like the Rambam. The Rambam says in order to impose and to force there, Rish Galusa has greater authority than the Mechokek. But in order to be Mashiach somebody else, to give a ruling and decide that somebody is evil, for that you have to have divine, divine authority. So you're really talking about two different ideas of Smicha. Eilu Mishpatu Mashiach Tassim Lefneim is not Lefnei Dayarim Smuchim according to this, but rather I would say it's Lefnei Hem, Lefnei Bnei Yisrael. How, which judges are those judges that represent Am Yisrael itself? Those are the judges that are appointed, appointed by who? By, by the king. By the king, by the Reish Galusa, <coughs> who are given authority to judge by the political powers that be. However, when you're talking about Avnikra Baal Ba'is Elah Elohim, Asher Yashim Elohim, you're talking about the ability to, to rule, and the reference is to Elohim, there you're talking about the judges that are representing divine law and Torah law on this world. And there you're talking about a different smicha that's coming from the line of the Mechokek, coming from the line of Moshe Kibbal Tarmi Sinai Mishraeli Yoshua. Within this context, the Rambam 
at the beginning of Hilchos Mamrim, says based on Agados of Yushalayim, that's based on Lishkos Agazis, Hein Iker Toshav They are who define Toshav Alpeh. Hein Amudei HaRav, Umihem Chokum Mishpat Yotzei Lecho Yisrael. Va'alei Mifticha Tosh Nemar Alpiyah Torah Sheyarucha Zomitzat Hasei. You have to rely on the base Lishkas Agazis. They are the authoritative interpreters of Tarshal Peh. Tarshal Peh is passed through them. They continue the line, they continue the tradition of Tarshal Peh. The Rambam in his Akdamati Yarachazaka wants to explain why we have to accept the Psak of the Gemara. Now, the Gemara were not a Sanhedrin Lishkas Agazis. So why are we obligated to accept the Psak of the Gemara? So the, so the Rambam writes, Again, he uses the term Kofin. You can impose this upon, upon each city, on each state. Because because the last point in time that the entire Jewish people accepted upon themselves something was at the time of, 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 of the Gemara. Am Yisrael accepted as authoritative the decisions made in, in the Gemara. Now, the authority of the Gemara is because Am Yisrael accepted it, because the people accepted it, and therefore the term of the Kofin. On the other hand, the authority of the, of the Sanhedrin Lishka Sagazis is because it's a divine authority as being the authoritative interpreters of Torah Shabbat Peh. Of course, in an ideal situation, you don't have to make a separation between the political authority of a judge and the religious authority. And uh, you know, should you know, include both. But we've discussed a number of different examples where maybe there are, there's a separation between the two. But really, they're two different distinct ideas because the authority to judge is based on two uh, different sources. One, a political source coming from the people uh, that's funneled through the Melech or later on the Resh Kalusa, and that gives the ability to enforce in order to prevent anarchy. It could be Kofi, it could be Kofanaget, and you can enforce litigants to come before you. On the other hand, there's the authority that's coming from uh, the religious source, which is the Torah authority, which is coming from Moshe Kibbal Torah Messina, Messer Yoshua, going through the Sanhedrin Lishkas Agazis, which makes the ruling of a basin that has semicha directly from Moshe Rabbeinu being a, a correct and, and valid and authoritative expression of, of Torah and Torah Shabbat Al-Peh. And therefore the ruling as a ruling is, has, has validity as being an expression of, of Torah Samus. Uh, and therefore it, it, through that authority of Torah one can pass judgment on his fellow man and be Mashiachim either regarding capital punishment or regarding knas. However, he doesn't have the ability to impose upon somebody else without the consent and the social contract that's included in agreement of all Israel.